you going to see me tomorrow? Are you going to come see me tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to try. Nope. I'm just kidding. Yes, I will. Okay. I'll just probably be late. Okay. Uh, do you want to promote yourself right up top? Get you it know done. what? Hey, if you're listening to this show tomorrow, August 12th, my and show. And live in Los Angeles. Uh, that's important. You, I mean, buy a plane ticket tonight. <laughs> buy, if you're listening now on Wednesday, buy a plane ticket for this evening or even tomorrow morning. Get to Los mm-hmm. Angeles. My stand-up comedy show is tomorrow at the Comedy Chateau in North Hollywood. It is, uh, get on my Instagram, buy tickets, come say hi. It's going to be hilarious. It's an all LGBTQ stand-up show. And Dagny, I am hosting it, which also means my set Mm -hmm. is first. It means I open. So if you're late, you can see all the other phenomenal comedians that I've booked on this show, but you won't actually see me. How about you you change up the way stand-up works and you are also the headliner you just do your set last walk up there be like your first comic is going to be this person and then just blaze through them and then when i get there last you can perform it'll be great okay hold on this actually is not a terrible idea because it makes it even more about me the the name of the show is billy's big night out i don't know how much more it can be about you that's right billy's big night out august 12th come see it good morning good afternoon good (laughs) evening and good night no matter when you're listening welcome to poptimist a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism uh i'm a host my name's billy hey there's another host what's your name dagny hi dagny that's right sibling fighting rivalry friends do we really fight not really i don't no not really nah um you want me to you want to hear my pop culture thing something controversial yet brave actually it's not controversial so not Um, is it brave though (laughs) is it the pixar film brave (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what i'm bringing to talk about is brave uh merida sets the scene i'm kidding um no i watched a wonderfully violent and hilariously amazing film on friday okay and that is called the suicide squad i really i've been putting it off so good is it really i'm so glad unbelievably unjustifiably so fun like beyond violent like you do not eat while you're watching this movie it's just like actually you can't it's like comically gory it's yeah but rightfully so harley quinn gets one of like the one of the coolest fight scenes i've seen in a long time James, it's James Gunn, right? James Gunn. Yes. Yeah. He does some really cool stuff with colors. Like there's, it's weirdly comforting and colorful at times, even though like people are being murdered. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad he's doing the Suicide Squad correctly, which is because the boyfriend was like, why are there so many characters? And I was like, because we got to kill off most of them. That's like the point. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Pete Davidson's in it. Yep. Miss- I'm not going to say for how long, but he is. And I was like, I love seeing this kid um, movie. How, he's fun. How was our dear uh, uh, doctor, doctor, Mr. Peter Capaldi? Oh, he's great. I love he him. He plays a villain so well. Yes, I and assume he does. He literally looks like a Doctor Who alien. Like, he looks <laughs> like the bad guy of a Doctor Who episode. He has things sticking out of his he's head. one of the brainiacs? Or a brain? He's the thinker. Basically. He's the thinker from The yeah. Flash. Look at me yeah. being a nerd. Look at you. Um. Let me think. I'm I'm looking at the cast to think. Remember. Well, I just I love that Polka Idris, Dot Man Idris is, in is it. great. Sylvester Stallone plays a giant shark man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's very dumb and very charming. So I've, I didn't I've know put off I've put off watching this movie because I had this fantasy of seeing it in theaters. But the boyfriend is not nearly as interested as I am, so I think we'll end up just HBO Maxing it. But honestly, like it should it's be in theaters. Really fun. Like you, I think you guys. I think would sorry you can bleep his name i think the boyfriend would really enjoy it in theaters um i 
I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did, but I was like laughing out loud and also like cringing so cringing in the best ways because like it's so graphic at times Good. and just some of the things that they do image wise is really disturbing. Yeah. Um like the 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 ultimate like alien bad guy. I'm not gonna like give away anything. I mean it's Starro, right? I've seen the trailer. Yeah, it's like okay, I hadn't seen the trailer. Oh. I don't know if he was Yeah, I know um, who Starro is. He's a Justice League villain at, at times. One of the old OG nineteen oh, sixties okay. Justice League villains. Yeah. So he's like kind of comical. He's all it's like very silly, but just the right amount of creepy and they show you just the right amount of like what this thing can do and it, oh, it gave me the heebie-jeebies. There's also a lot of rats in the movie, and that also gave me heebie-jeebies. But is there overall, a, is is there a character in the movie that the rats are mm-hmm, that can summon? Rats it's not Pied Piper, like, is it? Uh, her name is she. It's Rat Catcher. Oh, different. Yes, different. DC Comics has so many gosh darn heroes, and he just <laughs> threw as many of them as he could, or heroes, villains, all yeah. of it. Um, I, I'm um, very excited because I do really want to see it. Did you ever see Birds of Prey? Yeah, you got to check it out. Uh, I did, but it was a really bad version of it that was like that my boyfriend's roommate had ripped from the internet before it was available. Um, so I need to go back and rewatch it because it like cut out three quarters of the way through. But uh, I do recall many great fight scenes and Harley Quinn. Yes, gets just as much. As I love. Well, in this again, Margot Robbie, beautiful movie, Robie, robot carrying the DC <laughs> universe on her back, like fully. Yes. She's it's all her. No one else has any rights to those characters, but she can play Harley Quinn for the rest of her life. And I'm fine. Yeah. And I think Oh, and Viola Davis gets to go full batshit crazy good, evil. And good. It's really fun. Like she just gets to go off. She because she doesn't quite like, get to in the first suicide squad. Nuts. In the the, the, the no, one no, we, no. we pretend doesn't actually that's my question. A little bit spoiler. I am asking about this. Do they acknowledge anything about the first movie? Because the some of the cast is there. It's um, Kinnaman and Yeah, it's some of the same cast, but I don't think they ever really acknowledge the events of the first perfect. one. Perfect. Yeah, they yeah, the like it happened, yeah. but it's not like they definitely don't linger on it. And this movie could be a standalone movie, but also I'd be down if they keep doing cool more of these. Cause it's in my opinion, the strongest thing DC has well, done. Well, and we'll apparently lot, if they're, if seen. they're still making that flashpoint flash movie, they, I mean, they're probably ticked that Marvel with Loki is jumping on the multiverse alternate timeline thing already. Yeah. Because the flash, also, the flashpoint okay. movie was supposed to establish the DC universe multiverse. So they mm-hmm. could be like, aha, J- Zack Snyder's Justice League happened, but also it's not canon anymore and we're moving past it. Like, so yeah. we'll see what they do. Well, I think, uh, I mean, if because Marvel can't get away with any of the shit that this, um, <laughs> that, su- that the Suicide Squad did, just be- just some of it is like wild. Um, that if DC could just keep doing this, like super violent uh, superhero movies, I think they really hit a good market because like Marvel can truly never touch like Daredevil's the closest thing that I think they could with ever like do actual this. violence like really. yeah with like actual violence and like language and all and I was like keep making these rated R movies I, I'm yeah. hoping that's what Batman with Robert Pattinson ooh that would be fun we get another fun. another level of this violence and this kind of gore but anyway I've been rambling it's great about I'm so su- pumped the Suicide Squad. I hope I've sold you. You and the boyfriend should absolutely go see it or watch it on HBO Max. Oh, um, I think our guest has also seen it because she's been agreeing with me on things. So I'll, we'll we'll circle back to it yes. when we bring her in. I, I just um, want to say really, before I talk thing? about my thing oh, that go. you've been saying yeah. the Suicide Squad. And I want to say last week when I talked about Legendary, 
I know that I multiple times was talking about Judge on Legendary. I said Megan the Stallion because it's spelled with two E's. I know that's not correct. I know that's not how it's pronounced. I just like saying it. All right, that's all. I know it's Megan the Stallion. It's just stylized with two E's. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I re-listened to it. I forgot I listened, about that. I listened back to the episode when I was editing it, and I was like, oh, I'm just saying Megan the Stallion without letting anyone know that I'm in on the joke. Am I over-explaining it? Sure. Billy, shut up. Yeah. So. I don't think anybody thought anything of it, but what's your thing? Go. I've talked. Remember, about remember a few episodes ago when you were like, I'm reading books. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, remember, I, I remember reading books. <laughs> Dagny, I'm reading physical uh-huh. books again for the first time in like two years. Like COVID really made it hard for Look me to like, pick up stuff. So um, I read Leviathan Wakes by James S.A. Corey. Ooh, guest is so excited. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, this is a book that I, I had, uh, so I read the first three Dune books and I'd never really read mm-hmm. sci-fi before. And I didn't want to read the second Dune trilogy cause I'll get there eventually. Jesus Christ, Dune. Um, <laughs> so I started this one. What, what's best? Is it just like, yeah, let's just do a little plot summary very quickly. So, um, uh, Leviathan Wakes takes place in like 23, blah, 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 who cares? And we jump back and forth between two main characters. Um, the first is James Holden, and he's like a former space marine, blah, blah, whatever. And he now works on a ship that like gets ice from Saturn's rings for like a water supply. Okay. And mm-hmm. he is the executive officer on this ship, and they're bringing some ice back to supply people, and they find an abandoned ship, and they go to investigate. And when they're off of their ship investigating this other abandoned ship, um, their first ship gets blown the fuck up. Um, Meanwhile, the second main character is his name is Miller and he's a detective Um, and he Mm -hmm. is on Ceres station and Ceres is an asteroid inside the belt and he is looking for a missing woman. Um, now what you, the reader know because of the prologue is the missing woman was on that abandoned ship that he found. So immediately there's like a conspiracy. There's like a noir mystery. There's, um, um, a lot of world building because like there's the, the, the series, the space station is in the asteroid belt, which is called the belt. Um, uh, and that's where most of this book takes place, but there's still earth, which is its own kind of government. And Mars is another kind of government. Uh, and they're too like warring they're not really warring but they're like at odds with each other so there's this whole conspiracy but also it's really grounded in realism which is what i really like so there's lots of stuff about um high g forces um they have like mag boots gravity is really realistic and at this point uh, uh so i finished it it's great i highly recommend it um and then i've already started the second one which is called Caliban's War. So huge recommendation. The last thing I want to say. Ooh, Caliban, like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Sure. I mean, I was thinking like Twelfth Night, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the other thing is James S.A. Corey is two dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually, at least in the first book, they wrote the chapters together. Like, like one would write one character, one would write the other. And in the second book, it follows oh, four cool. different characters. And one of them, I don't know which one. I don't even know their names. I should know that. I'm an asshole. Uh, one of them was George R.R. R. Martin's <laughs> writing assistant for years. And then this is them writing their own stuff together. Um, oh, that's cool. So that's very cool. Good There's good. a lot of them. And then if you'll see on the side here, they're actually listed as numbers in a series. And I thought you would have caught on by now. Oh, my that this God. This is The Expanse. <laughs> oh, God. That was a very... That was... 
That was nice and long-winded, and it was another way of you explaining I pitched, the I pitched the first episode of The Expanse to you, of the pilot. Oh, my so, God. Uh, uh, that was good. That was good. I thought you would catch up on it earlier. I'm very glad you didn't. Because I, I, so I, long story yeah. short, I'm obsessed with The Expanse and I've been putting off reading the books. Um, but now they're mm-hmm. about to f- do season six, which will be their last season. So I've, I'm going to read the first three um, and then probably wait till the show ends and then go read the rest because there's going to be 10 books eventually and the show is ending with book six. So I want to keep going Holy after cow. that. But yeah, uh, uh, great. And honestly, uh, uh, it's cool to read it knowing the show and seeing how, because the two guys who wrote the books do run the writer's room for the show and just seeing how they make different decisions to make the pacing better, how they they introduce a character in book two in season one just to like balance it out. It's really cool. I love it. But thanks for going on for so long. I really thought halfway through you'd be like, Billy, is this the goddamn expanse? And you'd come for me, but you didn't. No, I did not catch on. I was like, good for you. You're literate. You're reading again. (laughs) So proud of you. (laughs) And then our guest who I'm about to bring on was like, yeah, this book, so good. So I was like, honestly, Nelly has good taste. Spoilers. She helped sell it. Honestly, Um, she she has good taste. I'm going to let Billy finish explaining. She unintentionally (laughs) was in on the gag. She got you more committed to listening to me. And I'm so happy just by not. That was great. Go ahead and Dagny, do you want to? Do you think it's time to bring in our guest? I do want to bring in our wonderful, wonderful guest. All right. So the guest today, her name is Nelly. She's a writer. She's wait. I did this intro weird. You usually say the names afterward. Our guest today. She's a lovely human. She writes. She lives in Los Angeles. She's a dear, dear friend of mine. And her name is Nelly Dennis. Nelly, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> oh, thanks for helping with my nonsense. I, Billy always does the intros. I and I'm just very bad say, at them. I'm so sorry, but no, I love go, the go. expanse. I read the first like five books. Mm-hmm. So I but I still haven't seen the show. Ooh. So I still have to watch the show. Okay. But I love the books. They're so good. Like I thought I just picked it up when I was in Seattle because I was like, well, I'm going to be on an airplane and I want a book to read. And I was like, I just devoured it in like a week and a half. Like I read it so fast. Um, It's really well done. And yeah, you'll love the show because they just, they just basically they adapt the, the, the first three seasons I'm going to assume are the first three books, but they're not, they don't line up perfectly. Like the end of book one happens halfway through season two and stuff in book two had already been put in motion before they got there, but it's still, it works It all. It's great. I love it. Um, Nelly, before we jump into your thing, have you watched the suicide squad? I have. Yeah. Did you like it too? I had a great time watching it. Yeah. I'm excited. It was, it was was really cool. Yeah. I I really, I think like James Gunn's version, like it was funny. It was violent. And it was like, Mm -hmm. and, but also the characters were just way more developed. And I will say that like, they haven't made too many references to the first one, but Harley Quinn um, does kind of mention the Joker. Uh, Oh, she does. Yeah, she also has that jacket. The back of her, I want that jacket. What was it? It said her, her jacket said like "Live Hard, Die Clown" on the back or something. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I kind of want it. I like her jacket. I like that they gave her more clothing. Yeah, too. well, that's, yes, she did get to wear more in uh, in Birds of Prey. It was uh, <laughs> was the cool. costume designer was a woman, and like every single outfit mm-hmm. Harley Quinn wears in Birds of Prey is amazing. Like I'm just like, this is great. I want yeah. that. I want mm-hmm. this. She got to wear like a red gown 
And it was a very sweet little funny moment where she's like, I'm a princess. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole scenario why she's wearing it, but like she gets to wear a full length red like ballroom gown. And it's so it's so fun. And she wears that for a while too. Like it yeah, it's great. Billy, you I will. I mean it. it's I, I fully plan on it. It's yeah. a good time. I love Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. I thirst for Idris Elba and John mm-hmm. Cena too. John Cena too. A lot of pretty, pretty men. A lot of there. yeah, a lot of beautiful, muscular men. Not lots yes. of eye candy. Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete. I think Pete Davidson. Okay, is cute. you have to Am leave I this show. I'm person? so sorry, Dagmy. <laughs> I don't see He's it. He's unconventionally. I I don't know. He's not. I, okay, we don't have to get too into Pete Davidson. <laughs> he is all things pop culture, though. He touches all sorts of different genres. I think I'm just bitter. I think that I'm just bitter because like just, nine months ago he had yeah. a stand-up special, and like the teaser for the stand-up special, mm-hmm. it was like that gay joke that everyone's already made already. And I was like, Pete, come on, is this the highlight of your show? Is this mediocre gay joke I've already heard, or is this Netflix just doing bad marketing? And I've been mad at him ever since. He didn't really do anything wrong. It's just hmm. a mediocre joke. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it only takes one thing for you to hate someone, apparently, and that's only, why you have a podcast about only optimism. if they're straight white boys. Um, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. We can be mean to them. <laughs> they can take um, it. John Mulaney, come here. I'm going to punch you in the. I actually love him. Um, I do too. Um, even though he's doing questionable things too. Who knew? Who knows what's going on? Um, but Nelly, if you're ready. Uh, I would love to know what you brought in for us to talk about today. Um, so I brought in an album. Ooh. I think this is the first time we've had I music. think you're right. If it's a really? I think you're absolutely yeah. right, Dagny. Oh my yeah. god. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring so a fun. movie. I was originally going to bring a movie, but I was like... Mm-hmm. You, because I in the email you were like, "Oh, people brought in movies before," and I was like, "All right, let me not be a basic bitch." Like, (laughs) every guest who's ever brought in a movie. Yeah, I I mean, movies are great. Like polar, like talking about movies. Yeah, I can talk about polarizing movies all day. (laughs) Do you have any hot takes of movies before we get into the album? Just out of curiosity. Um. I think that, well, I really like Queen of the Damned. I know it's not like the best adaptation. I know that it's not a great story, but I just love the like visuals and Aaliyah yeah. and the music and like just reminded me of my little like hot topic goth self in the mid 2000s. <laughs> so I like, it holds a special place in my heart. Is it a good movie? Nice. Of course not. <laughs> And I read the book too. <laughs> I read the book too. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, they took a lot of liberties with this yeah. movie." But yeah, <laughs> that's nice, my hot nice. take, I guess. Well, <laughs> what is this? That. What is the yeah. album? What are What's we? What album? are we jumping into? So excited. the album is called Ammo, and it's by this band called Bring Me the Horizon. Okay. Um, mm. they are one of my favorite bands of all time and the reason why i chose this album is because when it came out it was very polarizing okay. because bring me the horizon started off as a metal band okay cool yes tell me about and the band this... tell let's yes tell me yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> i'll give you a little history so this band is from um england okay they formed in 2004 
and they mm-hmm. started off as a deathcore band and that's like <laughs> death metal and hardcore mixed yes. together it's very extreme aggressive lots of screaming really fast I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to like speak in music terms but it's just really fast okay. music um nice that's how they started and as they progressed they went like less deathcore more metalcore i'm gonna hold the plane <laughs> okay anyway so (laughs) so they like went from being deathcore to more like metalcore more melodic and then um by their fifth album they started changing their sound a little bit adding like Mm -hmm. a little bit more pop i guess okay and then this album ammo was like more alternative with pop and electronica and it really divided the fans because (laughs) <laughs> the metalheads were mad that their favorite metal band wasn't a metal band anymore. And then there were the other fans that were like, oh, my God, they're evolving. This is so yeah. great. So <laughs> that's why it was very polarizing because it just pissed off, like, their hardcore metalhead fans who were like, yeah. this isn't metal. And, uh, yeah, this is <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it, like, it really pissed them off. And the lead singer loved that it was so polarizing. Yeah. He thought it was nice. great. He like ate it up and I at first was on the fence and the more I listened to it, I was like, okay, like I see it, I see it. And mm-hmm. so it became like one of my favorite albums and it came out in 2019. That's cool. Oh, so. that's yeah. recent. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so th- th- before this album came out, were you a fan of the band before this? Okay. Yes. So I was... Like, I became a fan of their, like, metal sound. I think Mm -hmm. I started listening to them around their third album, which was called Suicide Season. And it was, like, you know, typical metalcore. It was, like, I wouldn't say that the lyrics were especially uh, moving. (laughs) It was just, I don't know. (laughs) You know, it was just, like, a lot of, like... That album to me, like they came off as like almost like a party band, okay. you know, but just like, you know, total rock stars that like, like to party and be, do stupid shit. That was like the impression I got from them just by this album. And so I just started listening to them more. And then their whew, fourth, uh-huh. fourth album um, mm-hmm. is when they kind of evolved into what they are um yeah. and their fourth album is called like sempiternal and to me mm-hmm. it's like one of the greatest metalcore albums of okay all and like yeah like the themes that they talked about were like they're just their songwriting had just like matured their music had kind of like changed a little bit they started slowly incorporating more like electronic and they mm-hmm. added a new member who did like he did like the piano and all the electronic stuff. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, so that that to me was like my favorite album. And then they started changing their sound a little bit. Like their fifth album added a little bit more like pop elements, a little bit more yeah. like electronic. And the singer started like actually singing as opposed to like screaming. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and so you saw more of his vocal range. Yeah, like, oh, I had no idea he could fit- do this. It was, that's, okay. Yeah, yeah. And when the fifth album came out, a lot of people were like, what is this? This isn't metal. And they started, like, coming out with these memes about it. <laughs> and I was like, 
you know, metalheads are like, I love metal, but metalheads are like so fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then <laughs> they, <laughs> they're just so annoying. They said in an interview that like at the time that they were like, we're not really listening to metal anymore. Like one of the, like mm-hmm. one of the main songwriters was like, I love Justin Bieber. So I, <laughs> you know, I was like, I am. Um, I was so I was I. casually looking at reviews of this album when you told me you were going to talk about it, and there's one I read where so Wall of Sound rated the album seven out seven point five out of ten and said, "Remember how frontman Ollie Sykes? Well, Ollie Sykes is the lead singer. Cool. I said, remember mm-hmm. how frontman Ollie Sykes trolled fans into thinking the band were going to be included on Justin Bieber's 2016 Purpose tour through the UK? Well, it's kind of like they have taken that joke seriously and gone down the path to see what happens." <laughs> it was more where they talk about how well, they liked it but yeah apparently in 2016 he like was like yeah all of my metal fans were gonna be touring with justin bieber <laughs> which was a full-on joke but apparently not yeah. anymore yeah i mean <laughs> that 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 is true yeah they said they like justin bieber and like more popular sound so it was like you know when you hear like you a singer of a metal band be like yeah i like justin bieber like people are like what the fuck yes. <laughs> you know the true purists were like so yeah so and hurt. this yeah this album offended a lot of metal heads <laughs> i thought it was funny I mean, you know, but, but, but that's um, i think that's kind of cool it shows a lot of 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 talent in the group i think just to be able to to acknowledge what made you famous to begin with, what brought you success and to change as you grow. I think that's what the best musicians do. I mean, if we look at, I don't know, not to, who do I love? David Bowie is, you can look at his whole career and it's like, okay, so Mm -hmm. after he did this rock and roll, he, well, he had a folk album, then he had a weird pop album, then he did some rock and roll for a bit. Then out of nowhere, his seventh album is like an American blues album. And you're like, what the, what are you doing? (laughs) And he's like, I'm doing blues. Shut up. And then he does like an electronica album. And then like his last album was jazz. Like it's just whatever, whatever he felt was right. I think that's awesome. Also Lady Gaga. She, I mean, I think any great artist honestly is like, is going to listen to their own self. And if they want to change their sound, they're going to change it up. And I think that's what makes a great artist a great artist. So yeah, if this band, if that's what they're vibing with and they're like, this is our new sound, more power to them because all of the greatest artists do that. Nelly, I wanted... Oh, go ahead, yeah. go ahead, keep going. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, I was going to say that I think that that's kind of what artists do. They, like, yes. evolve. Yeah. <laughs> Whether I mean, there are some bands that literally have the same sound throughout their entire career. That is okay. But there are other <laughs> bands that are, like, or artists that kind of like want to try different genres and like, yeah. you know, what at this like same thing, like whatever they are feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm personally like, I don't get mad when an artist does that. Like it's always hard. Cause you're always like, Oh, but I like your own stuff better. But it's like, that's, <laughs> you know, not every artist, they're not the same person they were when they first made their first album but yeah. versus yeah. their like latest album. But like with, metalheads it's like they don't like you changing <laughs> your sound like you no clean singing no pop yeah. nothing like they don't like i feel like metalheads are more resistance to like innovation in that sense they just mm-hmm. want like 
the same sound, right? you know, <laughs> and that's like, could be creatively stifling. And I'm sure like it yeah. was for these guys at one Well, and point. it's, it's also so, not, it's that thing too, with yeah. like remakes and reboots and blah, blah. It's like, it doesn't erase the old albums. It's not like <laughs> they published this one and Spotify was like, still all right, we're deleting the first stuff because they sound different now. Like, it, they're still there. Nothing's gone. <laughs> you just got new, different, fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask. That would be wild if artists. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, if they like deleted it. I was just going to say, if we lived in a world where like when an artist releases a new album, all of like Dagny, their previous Dagny, work shut was up. Erased. George Lucas has been trying to do this for decades. Don't be too loud. All right. That's like his whole, <laughs> sh- that's his whole shtick. If you find me an original cut of Star Wars, let me know because you cannot find it. Um, what a, what a oh thing. Oh my God. Except I think we have it no, on DVD. No, no, not on DVD. No, we on VHS. have the no, ones we have. we have on VHS oh. are the 1999 remasters where he edited CGI special effects. It's the oh. first time he made like major changes. And that's what we have on VHS tape. You have to go back to like the 80s and like find a like old, old tapes or like fucking Betamax, whatever they are. Who knows? To like watch <laughs> original Star Wars without all the extra oh, yeah. stuff. Dang. Um, um, sorry. Oh, I, I was going to say. So, going like... through this album, what specifically about this album drew you to it? Like, what other than you knew the band before? Like, what have you got with with like the vibe, the mood of of this this endeavor? <laughs> so, I would say that like they the first couple singles, like their first two singles, was for like the song Mantra and then the song like Wonderful Life. And I was like, okay, these are like more hard rock songs, like not heavy, heavy, but like. I still liked it. The video was cool. The videos were cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when I first hold, heard this album in its entirety, I didn't know how to feel. I was like on the fence because I was also like at first in that mindset where I'm like, oh, it's not as heavy as I like wanted it to be, <laughs> you know? And I, yeah. you know, had to give it like a few listens to be like, Okay, I actually like it. At first, I was like, "No, this is weird. Some this doesn't make any sense to me." Blah blah blah. And then, the more I listened to it, the more that I liked it. And I listened to the lyrics. Um, honestly, my favorite song on that album, they do a song with Grimes, and it's like all electronic. Ooh, it's like the complete <laughs> opposite of like. I just want to say, I'm just imagining like all of these metalheads being like, "And they did a song with Grimes." Like, so mad mad that she would just be on the album. Yeah, and she was, like, she's, like, a fan of their band, too. So, like, yeah, like, she was a fan of them. So, yeah, so I, and that, like, that song is, like, straight up, like, I would hear it in a club (laughs) or, like, a rave, more like a rave. And that's, like, my favorite song. And it's not even, like, not even heavy whatsoever. (laughs) And (laughs) this, like, the... This um, album's called like Ammo, which is like Portuguese for I love. And the album is exploring like different types of love and different stages of love. So he, the lead singer like sings about, because he had a divorce. So he sings about like heartbreak. He sings Mm -hmm. about falling in love. Um, He sings about like the love that he has for his fans versus the love that his fans have for yeah. him and then mm-hmm. like like he sings about loss too of like l- like losing somebody he loved and there is like two songs that i like that are very like 
I guess meta is the word. There's a song called Heavy Metal, and it's the song's <laughs> about how his fans are mad that they're not singing heavy metal anymore. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's good. I gotta listen to this album after this. That's yeah, so, and then there's so another song called Why You Gotta Kick Me When I'm Down, and it's just about how he was like when he was at his lowest point. Like some of his fans are mad. They're like mad that he cut his hair they were like you know they were just like mad that he was like doing all these things and he was just like I love you guys like you guys are like my children like why are you like be like basically not like why are you being so mean to me but it's like what's your problem yeah you know? yeah and I like was in a like a Facebook group where we talk about this kind of music and somebody was like well, I don't like the, when the artist like breaks the fourth wall and like addresses the listener. And I was like, oh, well, you probably don't listen to hip hop then. Like, really what they do. I was, I was like, that's, a, I was like, that's yeah. a weird thing to not like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, like, once I like truly understood like the songwriting process and like the kind of themes that he was exploring, then I was like, okay. Like, I get it. Like, mm -hmm. I would say that because every song is, like, almost like a different genre, like, they're, it was almost like they're trying to, like, experiment with the sound of, like, heaviness yeah. and, like, electro and pop and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would say that overall, it's not really a cohesive sound because, like, there's a lot of different genres. That's, like, mm -hmm. my criticism of it. But, like... Like I said, they're experimenting with a style and a sound. So, of course, like, it's a little rough. And I, I kind of expected, like, maybe the next album, the style would be more refined. Yeah. Um, Have so, they released another album? Yes. And their, oh, okay. their new album came out, like, last year. And it is, they've kind of, like, perfected the sound of mix of, like, electronic and like metal it's actually their latest album was like way heavier than their previous album mm -hmm. but you know it was like they were stuck in quarantine so it was it was more like angry like, <laughs> yeah yeah this fuck this world is <laughs> fucked up and i'm pissed yes. about it <laughs> but they also had like on that newer album they collabed with like baby metal and like uh amy lee Mm -hmm. And um, what's oh, young blood. Okay, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they like collab with a bunch of like different artists that are not all like metal or like rock artists. Yeah. You know, it was just yeah. like people that they wanted to work with. But that's, I mean, that's what you want um, with a, a band who's you know successful enough to have six albums. You know, it's like experiment, get different, yeah. learn from your stuff. Excuse me, I got the hiccups all of a yeah. sudden. But you know, it's like Yeah. It's um And I'm not go ahead, I'm not super well versed in like metal, I would say. <laughs> um I I I'm not one of those people that's like it all sounds the same, but in I to a degree, I'm like I don't think I have the respect for it that I should cuz I I just don't like I can't spot the differences really in a lot of the songs. I don't dislike the sound of metal music by any means. I think it's fun. And there's definitely like a times when I'm in the mood where I'm like, this is fun. This is like what I want to listen to. But I guess what I was trying to get to, is there like um, 
something about their metal sound that like set them apart from other bands for you or is it you do you just generally like or generally listen to a lot of metal music yeah so I do listen to a lot of metal and I would say that with their earlier stuff like their first two albums like I mean they were like so young they were like teenagers when they started so like their first two albums were kind of like to me sounded like very typical like deathcore it's just like we wish we were norwegian yeah like really lots of screaming and stuff like that that's Mm -hmm. what i was saying like their third album is like when i started like actually liking them i mean (laughs) like (laughs) like i i don't know it is what it is about like their sound um and then like the album that came after that was a little bit more like melodic. Like he was still screaming, but mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, they had violins and it was like <laughs> nice slower metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just like that sound they started to like incorporate it, like made them stand out a little bit. And then the cool. album after that is where I feel like, they it was like their mainstream not mainstream um is when they signed to a major label oh cool um and just like the sound of that like the styles that incorporated and like i said i don't really know like music (laughs) but like you know they added like a keyboardist to the band so um and then like the singer at the time was like going through rehab and stuff so he was like writing his personal experiences with that too and I just felt the songwriting was so much stronger um and I think that like that album which is my favorite like a lot of like influenced like a lot of bands like after them too Mm -hmm. and but then the other thing was is that like I feel like also as an artist when they come out with an album that is like oh my god this is like one of their best albums and then suddenly Mm -hmm. everyone's expecting all the albums after that to sound like that. And so when they came out with their next album, when they started incorporating more like, I want to say like pop, um, people were like, well, what is this? Like we wanted, like, this doesn't sound like the previous album. And that's like, you know, and I feel like, first of all, I, the singer was in like an incredibly dark place when he wrote that album. Not that he like, a lot of his music is like coming from a dark place, but especially it was like dealing with like drug abuse and stuff like that. Um, and so it's like, well, if he's not in that same mindset, like I, like, I don't know. It's just like interesting. Yeah, it's interesting that you know fans like kind of expect like the same kind of yeah sound. And, and, and then there's backlash yeah. when it's you different. Know? Like uh, I mean, not to just be super gay and predictable, but um, uh, there's like a running joke of like pe- <laughs> of like people defending Lady Gaga's ar- album Art Pop because it was a, a, a shift in her sound, and people were like, "Fuck this." Um, which is weird because it's not her <laughs> weakest album. Her weakest album is Born This Way, but it's whatever. It's not important. Um, oh, what? Is that a hot take? Is that a hot take? Yeah, because because Born This Way has like 19 songs on it, and there's a good album hidden in there if you have like 11 or 12 songs, but because there's 19 songs, there's this whole chunk 
between like songs like nine to like 14 or whatever, where you're like, all of these are the same song. Um, so, and then she came out with our pop and you were like, never mind. I'm sorry. I doubted you. This fucking rules. And then she was like, here's Joanne. And we were like, fuck almost country Western, but not yeah. quite. I'll take it. And then she was like, Hey, let's do a whole album of electronica dance beats. And we were like, we're in our house for COVID. We don't care. Oh, Chromatica rules. Remember when, but also remember she did the whole thing with Tony Bennett. Yes. She has yeah, the Tony yeah. Bennett she album. So she has, like, um, yeah. So she had like that, her jazzy yeah. phase. Too. Well, and then it's a star like, is born is basically like a half album of hers. And that's all. Her like exploring yeah, what her sound was so like good. when she first started. When her, what, what's the character's name? Allie with Allie's like SNL song. What's that horrible song? Mm-hmm. Hair, body, face. I love that song. It's bad on purpose. It's bad on purpose. It's a bummer when people start to be like, oh, why do you sound like this? I want all of the albums to be the same because you get such cool stuff. Just like recently, I'm casually obsessed with uh, Miley Cyrus's Plastic Hearts album that just came out. And it's I'm casually obsessed with the virus. But it's <laughs> but, so but plastic hearts <laughs> is a full on like eighties glam rock love letter. Like it is rock and roll album. Yeah. She is yelling on a lot of the songs. There is heavy guitar. There's like drums like she's never had before. And when she came out and covered Blondie and then put the cover on the album, it was like Miley. This is what you should have been doing all along. Like, this is so good. <laughs> and who would have thought we'd have an album with, like, Miley Cyrus with Joan Jett and Miley Cyrus with Billy Idol. And it, like, it rules. It's great. Yeah. And it's it's a, it's weird when fans get weird, but fans get defensive. I mean, I talked about Star Wars earlier. and Holy shit. Let's talk about fans getting precious about the things they liked coming before. You know. Yeah. That's true. We all have those it things is. that we just, like, cling to, but they are people themselves that create these things that change mm-hmm. over time and yeah, yeah we can't hold them to the same or i guess we can hold them to a standard but we can't assume that their entire career is going to be the same thing over and over again and people would complain if that was the case they'd be like why don't you mix it up sometimes and then if you do mix it up there's other people that get upset about it they just can't yeah. win but it sounds like a really fantastic album. I've got to, I want to check it out, but I know that you had notes. So I want to, if you had any like more thoughts about it or any facts that you wanted to share, cause I'm very curious. I'm so glad you brought this. Cause I've also, yeah. I've also <laughs> fully pulled up the, I pulled up the album all. on my YouTube music and I've added it already. So we've got it. It's going to happen. Hell yeah. So I guess like this band, like bring me to the horizon. I think, they're one of like the biggest bands to come out of like the metal scene. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're like, they're not quite like mainstream. Like you wouldn't really hear their songs on the radio, but like they have like 8 million streams on Spotify. Like they go on huge oh, wow. yeah. tours. Okay. Like they like, um, especially in Europe where they're like, you know, especially in England, like they sell out like huge, like, venues and stuff like that so they're like very very big and they're signed to a like a major label they're signed they're signed to rca i think worldwide and then columbia in the uk so they're like you know they got like major label backing yeah they like started their own merch company so instead of like like they still like license their name and stuff for merch, but they create their own merch themselves cool. so they can get like the full profits See, of it. Nice. I remember when I like read that's about nice. that. Because not to yeah. get into it, but um, uh, for my birthday, my boyfriend got me some Orville Peck merchandise. And let me tell you, he's not, oh. it's not his team anymore. It's the, re- it's the label that is handling the merch. And I, 
it's been four months. I do not have it. And the boyfriend <laughs> is sending angry emails to some like PR rep at like Capitol Records. That's just like, you know what? I don't want to cancel the order and give me the money. And they're like, well, we already shipped it. And they're like, okay, if you already shipped it, then why isn't it here? And they're like, well, we have a delay. And actually we, we're going to ship it next week. And he's like, but well, you said you already shipped it. Like, no, no, no. I, w- I mean, I understand the artist is busy, but like a part of me just wishes like it was Orville Peck with like a stamps.com membership, just like mailing it. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool that they still right. handle it, that they've got it all yeah. under wraps. And then that means that they get all the the proceeds, I would assume, to a degree they get, or the like the merchandising goes towards them, which is awesome. Yeah, because it's actually like where a lot of bands like also make their money. I mean, they make a, they're a lot of their money from like yeah. touring. I mean, mm-hmm. making money from album sales is, like, not really a thing. But, yeah. you know, they were one of the first bands that I knew that started their own, like, merch yeah. company where they could, That's like, awesome. make higher quality stuff. And if you buy merch from their tour, they say it's, like, not made by them. It's, like, they're – I guess, like, they must have, like, some kind of deal. I don't know how that works yeah. in the music <gasps> industry. But they were, like, if you want – they basically said that like our most authentic merch comes directly from us, which is like yeah. pretty smart, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but I just like I wrote I wrote down like some of the like comments that I saw yes. when like they were like promoting the album <laughs> from yes. Instagram. Yes, this is what I want. This and... is yes. Give me all the hot drama, the metalhead so, drama. So, <laughs> so there was one comment where they were just like, "Well." If he can't scream, he should just like tell us that he can't scream anymore. <laughs> Which I was like, and to be fair, like he like kind of took a break from scream because like unless you're doing it correctly, you can kill your voice yes. like screaming oh, yeah. like that if you don't do it correctly. And I don't think he was like like I when I saw them on tour promoting this album, they did their like deathcore melody, which is just a melody of all their deathcore songs. And mm-hmm. he's, I've watched live performances where he was like, we don't really want to play this, but you guys want to hear it. So we're going to play it. So they play like their death, like their early, early deathcore stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, when I saw them, I think like later in 2019, um, they did their deathcore melody. And the next day he like killed his voice. So you had to like take Oof. a break and like oh, recover. Shit. And there were people were like, you know, if like this kind of singing like hurts your voice, like don't do it. Like like his some of his fans were like, don't sing that way if you like it's yeah. gonna kill your voice. But then there are other people who's like, well, if he can't scream, like he should just tell us instead of like, you know, <laughs> like they're just like mad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> there was another comment where they were like, well, if they if I'm a fan of their old music and they change their sound, like I don't have to like their new stuff. Like, Correct. You also don't have to comment about it. They, smack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. So they're like, oh, I don't have to like their new stuff. They're not a metal band anymore. And you know, just like this isn't heavy metal. Um, one. <laughs> <laughs> this comment always gets me because one of the comments I read was like. Basically, their new sound is is an insult or like a slap into their face to their old, like their OG fans. They're basically saying like, how dare you offend us with this like pop music? Like, you know, we've been with you guys from the beginning when like people said you were shit. And now like this is like... Almost like they were like, this is the thanks we get. Like, this is what... (laughs) I was like... (laughs) Is it Alex? Like, you... 
<laughs> I like I never read the comment section because you know it's it's never like you just it's funny but it's also super yeah. frustrating. Oh yeah. And for me, like I was just like, come on, like they're they're evolve like they're exploring their sound and yeah. You know they were saying like. Oh, like maybe it's because because they added the keyboardist, so they're like, well, maybe mm-hmm. their keyboardist is the reason why they. Yeah, he came in and was like, "This is my band just- now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was like the lead singer and the keyboardist is like, "Well, the band is like all about them. Like, don't forget the other guys too." And it's like, okay, clearly they were all. <laughs> in on this change it's not like they were like yeah this is what we're gonna do and you're gonna like it because bands yes. break up for that like yeah like bands break up all the time for creative differences when they like yeah. one band like i've seen bands where it's like one band wants to go one direction and the o- other members are like nah we're out so they're like mm-hmm. fine bye and then they just like go on yeah i, I think like a big best example like panic at the disco yeah like we remember how panic at the disco first started they were like Mm -hmm. this kind of like vaudeville kind of like i remember people calling them a a fallout boy knockoff in high school they were they were like oh they're just ripping off fallout boy as if like fallout boy had anything to rip off Ooh, hot take again what am i doing and they were yeah and they were signed by like Panic at the Disco was signed by uh, what's his yes. boy. But now look at now look at Panic at the Disco. It's just Brandon Yuri and yeah. he's like full yeah. on pop and I feel good. <laughs> like you know, completely changed. I yeah yeah. Anyway, um, Death of the Bachelor is one of genuinely one of my favorite songs. Just it's just so good. Uh, which that's not even like that recent, but Brandon Yuri just has like one of the greatest voices of our generation i think he's so so talented oh yeah and i feel like he wouldn't be able to like fully explore his voice if he was still singing i write sins not tragedy yeah. you know what i yeah. mean yeah, <laughs> yeah like i remember he was singing some song for frozen and i was like oh my god like oh yeah he's, he's like into belting the out he's so, you know so good yeah yeah oh, and it's like you know, so like, yeah. so restricting. So, um, and like the critics yeah. liked the album. Like, it got yeah. like an average like seven out of ten. So critics liked it. Um, nice. And so, like the feet, like the features, they had Grimes on it, which was like one of my favorite songs. They had mm-hmm. uh, the other two were like more like irrelevant singers. So there's like Danny Filth, who's like the lead singer of Cradle of Filth. Yes, it's like a old yeah metal like another oh, metal I, this band. is so weird because i, I know very really... little about metal but i have friends who are metal heads and it's so weird that i can just be like oh yeah i because of a, this person to this person i know who that is i yeah. know i know cradle of phil like how i don't know how but yes yeah <laughs> i blame it's probably because of and it's then, probably like, because of uh, it's probably because of friend it. of the pod bear it's probably his fault but who knows yeah Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, And then another feature they had on that album is this rapper, like, Razelle, who's, like, from The Root. It was, like, a very random feature. He's on the heavy metal song. Very random. And then, like, 
One of their music videos had like Forrest Whitaker in Holy it. Holy shit. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, cuz like Forrest so apparently in 2017 Forrest Whitaker and his daughter saw them in Atlanta cuz his daughter's a huge fan. Okay. And they got him to be in their music video cuz he was like, "My daughter's a fan, so I'll be in your video." And I like it was so funny because none of those fans knew who Forrest Whitaker was. <laughs> so I I was like, I'm mad. They were like, oh, this video is so nice. And I was like, y'all got Forrest Whitaker? What? <laughs> like, to me, I was like, this is just another measure of their success, yes. you know? Like, so I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But like, it, it's like one of. It's like one of my top like albums by them. Yeah. I think like I know a lot of people who started liking them because of that album. I'm actually I'm actually, I'm actually really a into- little bit afraid that when we're done recording, like tomorrow I'm gonna listen to this album and I'm gonna love it. And then I'm gonna be one of those fucking posers who's like, Oh, I <laughs> I think Bring Me the Horizon is great. I really like the album. Uh, ammo, ammo, whatever. And the, and anyone else yeah. who like loves them is gonna be like, Oh, you're one of those. I and I've met people like that too with other bands when I was like, Oh, I like this album. And they're like, oh, You're not a real yeah. fan. And it's like, fuck I, off. This <laughs> happened this this like, happened to me. I well, not really this, but I was at work and I was talking about how much I love Frank Ocean. And then people were like, uh they were like, um, uh, yeah, I really like Channel Orange, but like Blonde Blonde was like too different. And I was like, Oh, I got into Frank Ocean super late because of Blonde. And I was like, I'm that guy who like I was here. For, I was here for the third album, you know. And you can tell me about the first album later, but I love it. Blonde, but also Blonde's a really great album. Blonde is probably like, my favorite album currently at this point in my life. Blonde is probably my favorite album of all time. I think it's so fucking good. And I like. I I feel like Blonde is like just Frank Ocean, kind of like getting in his feelings more. Yes, as if he could exploring like. Yeah, love, identity. Because, you know, he, like, it when Channel Orange came out, he talked about how he had feelings for a man. And he wasn't, like, out-out. Yeah. But you could feel, like, some queerness in Blonde. Oh, yeah. Blonde you know, is way without... queerer than, than Channel Orange. It's, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. And I, I like, I like that. I Me was too. like, you, ex- I was like, you go ahead and explore your sexuality. Like, do your yeah. thing. And he's like, and what's so appealing about frank ocean is that he is like an enigma yes what do you know about him so um, uh, (laughs) so so straight up the 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 only time i've ever (laughs) do you know there's a place in silver lake los feliz who knows called parliament of the trees it's like a bar venue space and Mm -hmm. it's mostly outdoor it's got a bunch of trees obviously and apparently, I was there one time, and pa- right after Blonde had come out, and uh, uh, an employee told me that the bartender there had been closing up at like 2 a.m. And this man came around the corner, and he was like, nah, man, nah, we're closed. And the guy was like, oh, but I just want to, he's like, no, nah, no, we're closed, not tonight. And the guy was like, all right. And he turned around and left. And the guy was Frank Ocean, and he was coming in to talk about <laughs> having his album release party at the place, and he just decided not to, because the bartender was like, no, we're closed. And he was like, cool. <laughs> Oh my god! I would live with so much regret for the rest of my life. Oh, that's like, like, and if you ever have a defining moment where that you like regretted it so much it makes you angry, like that would be the moment in my life where I turned. I mean, like, 
obviously if it was like in my situation i would have known better but like <laughs> yeah <laughs> to like oh. right i just it's, yeah but but you're like, so right so... like that's a fun frank ocean story i know no others i you know i he's very secretive i remember when i watched endless when it came out which is the weird experimental video album that he used just to get out of his record label brilliant um mm-hmm. but yeah it's he he's he's a mystery dagny i wanted to ask you because i said that blonde was probably at this point in my life my favorite album do you have a current mm-hmm. favorite album it's a good question i recently got spotify let's see what <laughs> it's britney really? bitch. sound really basic Actually, i mean i use i mean full basic. disclosure i use um youtube music i don't have a spotify account i use and, apple uh, music because our parents pay for I it i use apple music yeah. i use i pay for apple music but i still use spotify because i think i like spotify's curated music more yeah. than apple music well i also yeah. get really jealous at the end of the year when the spotify puts together your like listener profile and mine's always really incomplete because i don't use it and i'm just like, oh, oh i so- i love it i love it like <laughs> they they once like early in the year they had kind of like what makes you unique yeah and so they like take all your albums and like Mine was like, who else could listen to Megan the Stallion in this like very heavy metal band? <laughs> Only you. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, yeah. <laughs> That is, it is pretty. Well, funny. Dagny, I'm gonna say if you're having to um, look through your li- through your album? listens to be like, let's see if I do have a favorite album. Maybe maybe it's a sign. I don't think I have a favorite don't. album. Yeah, but I mean. There's definitely, like, I feel like there's several artists that I, there's an album that, like, I know that's what I want to listen to. Yeah. I was going to originally say Sour, Olivia Rodrigo's album, but that's just because when it first came out, I listened to it a lot. And now there's, like, four songs that I listen to from that and skip the others. Ooh. Don't tell anybody I said that. Um, all the all the, <laughs> but, all the Zoomers are going to come for you now, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. No. Probably not. Then, um, Lake Street Dive, I, I talked about a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I haven't listened I like to any music. of Olivia Rodrigo. It's pretty good. It's okay. I mean, it's yeah. Mo- I, I'll send you a list of the songs that are worth listening to on Sour. They're all pretty yeah. good. I mean, you just sorry, I missed it. Opinion, you just said what album were you talking about a few weeks ago that you've been listening to? Lake Street to? Dive. That's it. That's right. Lake Street Dive. I you didn't mention that. Oh, that's show. the band. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I remember. I remember you always playing them when you'd give me rides after work. <laughs> It's they're, they're so charming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Wolfpack are two bands that my boyfriend introduced mm. to me, and now I listen to them all the time because they're just so nice. What band? Wolfpack. They're like a. Uh, what are they? What would you describe? Billy, do you know Wolfpack? I don't. So don't ask me no questions about this. I don't know what. You're just typing in <laughs> Wolfpack genre. Can't think of so Billy is your album of like the moment blonde. Yeah, but it has or... been since it came out. So it's been like five years of like just <laughs> if I'm having a bad day, I'll just start it up. And he comes in and he says, "These bitches want Nikes," and I'm like, "They do, Frank." <laughs> I yeah. once saw a tweet that was like, "Blonde is trending again. Are you guys okay?" Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've seen those tweets. I feel before. that. So oh yeah, when it's like back on the Billboard charts and it's like, does everyone need a hug? Oh, yeah. so <laughs> it's like, are y'all okay? So good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wolfpack is uh is a funk ba- band. Okay. There's a. How do you spell it? Oh, Dagny. How do you spell Wolfpack? P E C K. V U L F P E C K. Okay. Very cool. Sorry, my What's AirPods happening? 
got disconnected. That's okay. I can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. That's fine. Sorry. Yes. Well, hey, Doug, okay. you, you feeling? You, I think I feel like we've. Uh, well, let's before we wrap up, Nelly, have you got any final thoughts before we move on yeah. to the end of the show? Um, I recommend this album <laughs> to anyone. You know, even like. Like, if you're not, like, big and metal, whatever, I feel like you can listen to this album because it's a little bit more poppy. If you like Grimes, you'll like their song Nihilist Blues. I'd say give it a listen. Like, see whether or not you like it. And you want to, like, venture. You want to be a little bit more adventurous. Mm -hmm. Listen to the album that came before it, which is called That's the Spirit. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah, give them a listen. They're they're great. Oh, yeah. This so, is Ammo, yeah. which is A M O by Bring Me the Horizon. Nice. Very cool. Well, cool. Uh-huh. So Nelly, well, the, yeah, yeah, we like to we like to end every episode of Poptimist with a game Dagny and I play called What a Pitch. And what a pitch is where we ask our guest to have Dagny and I pitch them a project and then they pick a winner. I believe I go first? I think so. I think so too. So Dagny's going to mute herself. She's going to disappear. And then if you want to tell me what it is, when Dagny comes back, we'll do the same thing all over again. Um, But I'll get a timer ready for 30 seconds. And whenever you're ready, we can go. All right. Dagny's gone. What do you think? Uh, Okay. Um, A Pitch me a a horror comedy involving an ice cream truck. This is great. This is so good. Okay. (laughs) Is this this good? <laughs> so this is gonna be a little obscure. I can't. I was. I had two thoughts. Okay, timer starting now. My first thought was to do something with drag queens because horror comedy plus drag is just great. And maybe we could still do that. But I also thought of Twisted Metal. Do you know Twisted? Oh my metal? god! Yes. Honestly, how come we have not had a live action Twisted Metal adaptation? So <laughs> Twisted Metal is a video game where you drive uh, demolition derby cars around. You shoot missiles. Everyone's trying to kill each other in cars. It's like what's that game? Doomsday Race. There's a, there's definitely a movie like this. Where it's like a race, death yeah. race, death race, death race, literally but, called death race. But the, yeah. main, the main character of Twisted Metal and in this movie would be the ice cream truck that shoots flames out of the clown's mouth on the roof. And that way uh, it would just be this ice cream truck drives around murdering other cars, maybe murdering children if we want to get really dark. But I think maybe just like a murderous ice cream truck. And we're going to launch the um, Twisted Metal extended universe and uh, we'll get a whole TW MCU up in here. That's my time. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, The Conjuring did it. The Conjuring has a whole they cinematic universe. So do. So. All right, I'm gonna bring Dagny back. I'm gonna bring Dagny back. <laughs> All right, hello, come hello. on back. So Dagny, Dagny, um, yeah. pitch me a horror comedy involving an ice cream truck. Okay, my brain went to two different places. One was like Quentin Tarantino. The other was Transformers kind of vibes. Ooh. I think I'm gonna lean in the Quentin Tarantino. Mm, no. Maybe Transformers. Okay, we're gonna get it. <laughs> the ice cream truck. Nope, we're reeling it back. We're going to we're going to Quentin Tarantino. You can start it now. Okay. <laughs> so I'm thinking. Uh, I imagined like the pussy wagon. That's just what happened. But it's an ice cream truck, and uh, it's gonna be a. a I'm gonna say a lady driving the ice cream truck. Imagine kind of Kill Bill, kind of Uma Thurman vibes. She's out for revenge. Um, but she, her, her, she's driving an ice cream truck. And so she's using this as a front to, uh, get back at a, a cheating husband. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Maybe she murders the husband at the end. So it's just kill Bill in an ice cream truck. <laughs> so that wasn't great. That wasn't great. <laughs> 
I worked oh, for nine hours today. I love that, Abby. <laughs> was watching you stumble through. That was so good. Oh, I yeah. My that. brain went but to But in the end, I mean, you said Kill Bill was an ice cream truck. I'm not yeah. mad at that. I mean, yeah. Well, so, Nelly, yeah. this is the part of the show where you have to pick a winner. <laughs> we had we had Billy just basically adapting Twisted Metal to the screen and Dagny doing Kill Bill <laughs> with an ice cream truck. Which project would you like to donate $100,000 of your own money to? And you do have to write a check <laughs> after this. <laughs> this is what happens when we um, record at night. I can Our write you a check for. Never... <laughs> I can write oh. you a check for one dollar. That's how much I'll buy the rights from okay, you. Okay, okay. I don't um... own the rights to Twisted Metal. Just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm. I like. I actually like Dagny's idea. <gasps> the Kill Bill with an ice cream truck, like. Great. Those so that like sentence, I was like, "Oh, tell me more." Um, yeah, I was into it. <laughs> no, yeah, no offense wow. to Twisted Metal. It's fine. I'll survive. I'm yeah, sure yours was very well put together, Billy. This is what yeah. happens when we record at night, yeah. especially on weeknights. Our uh, what a pitch premises pitches is the right word for that are never as thought out as if we record like on a morning on a saturday when we'd have just had coffee instead we just stammer on um <laughs> but you right? ended up yeah, winning, so. i did i'm honored it i worked did out not for think you. i would yeah. uh, i'm glad i didn't lean into transformers and i moved to quentin tarantino <laughs> um well nelly before we wrap up do you have anything you would like to promote to the people um not really it's okay um i <laughs> You know, drink water, wear a mask. There you go. And, you can uh, your take care of yourself. If you want to just... Um, yeah, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I am the underscore N-A-D-E-X. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not super active on social media, but I do post fun things. Yes. Um, Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nelly, it was lovely having you on the show today. I thank, thank you for you doing for this. Thank you for having me so and much. letting me talk about metal Hell on yeah. the show. I'm so glad. You're, I have not talked about music. I brought up Lake Street Dive once, uh, like flippantly, a few months ago. And then that's the only time we've ever really yep. talked about music on this show. So. It was due time. I'm honestly honored that I've, I am the first person to bring an yep. album. I hope so more people do because I, I, yeah, I forget how much there is to talk about because, you know, artists or singers and bands have lots of drama behind them. Oh, yeah. And there's, there's so many albums that people release and are polarizing. I mean, yeah. you know, Billy Talking said Art Pop, which yeah. I haven't really listened to that album. I, I like the song Applause, yeah. but I do remember another Lady Gaga stand saying the same thing, like, she released this album and it pissed everyone off in the music industry and it It's great. I was like, okay. No, I mean yeah. I mean Joanne's <laughs> probably my favorite and I do really like Chromatica, but uh Justice for Art Pop. I do. Oh, like and Joanne. straight up Dagny, um Dylan Horner one time told me that he would he almost came on the show uh, wanted to come on a second time just to talk about Art Pop, which I think would be hilarious cuz he's so straight, it'd be great. That's very Hi funny. Dylan, I love you. Um <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah, thanks again, Nelly. This was wonderful. Um, if you would like to send us a hot take of your own, email us at poptimistpod at gmail.com. Also, please rate, subscribe, review, all those good things. Comment, say, Nelly has such a pretty voice. Billy, 
I don't know. Comment to say something. Billy um, has great hair. I mean, no, Billy you both great have hair. great hair. I love, I love <laughs> getting compliments next to Dagny because we almost have the same haircut at the moment. It's great just to be like, thank you. Yeah, you really. Dagny, get fucked. Yeah. It's very similar. Um, on this audio, clearly your siblings. Cool <laughs> Read the Expanse and stream the Expanse on Amazon Prime, and come see Billy's Big Night Out tomorrow. Okay, I'll shut up. There you go. Good job. Billy, um, how do I follow ooh, you? Uh, Billy's <laughs> my Instagram is Billy McCartney. And then my show has its own Instagram called Billy's Big Night Out. But yeah, yeah. Billy McCartney is fine. Billy McCartney Billy. is great because then you can see my shiz. Perfect. All righty. Well, yes, go see Billy's show tomorrow if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Um, and other than that, follow our Instagram for any updates on upcoming live shows and just new episode release announcements. But with that, everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye.